When things aren't going well at work, you should be able to turn to them. When things aren't going well with your significant other, then they should be there to comfort you. When things are going absolutely great, then they should be there to pat you on your back, to be your cheerleader. But what if they don't? And, and who is they? I'm talking about your family. Sometimes the people who should be your biggest supporters end up being your biggest detractors. We'll talk about that on this episode of the Talk to Q radio show. When your family is toxic, buckle up. P2Q radio. Hey, what up, Q? What up, Radio World? What's going on, people? I want to welcome all of you to another episode of the Talk to Q radio show. My name is Quincy, and this is my show. And I'm coming to you live from the south side of the T2Q Man Cave. Today is Tuesday, May the 10th, 2022, and this is episode number 994. For those of you who are new to the show, welcome. If this is your first time, let me explain how this works. The Talk to Q radio show is a show for adults to get together to rant about whatever the trending topic may be. Anything that fits into the society and culture category, we discuss uninterrupted and completely uncensored. If you have something to get off your chest, then you can do so from the interactive chat room and your comment can be read on the air. If you want to be a guest on the show, then hit me up on social media at talk to Q or email me at talk to Q now at gmail.com. Please be sure to like, share, and subscribe to the show. Doing so will help me be exposed to more people on YouTube, Apple, Spotify, and everywhere else the show can be found. So please take a second to do that, um, and it would definitely be appreciated. It goes a long way towards helping podcasters, something that simple. So let me go to the T2Q virtual phone lines to see who will be joining me. Shout out to a couple of people in the chat room already. TK's Chronicle of a Black Sheep saying hello. They're going to be, that crew is going to be a guest on the show in two weeks. And got Amy Johnson chiming in. Hello to Amy. And so let me go to the Magnolia State of Mississippi to bring this homie back. My man, Bailey. Bailey, what's going on, bro? All right, kid, you got it, man. Happy to be here, man. All right. Glad to have you here. And to go back to the phone lines, I'm going to go to the Sunshine State of Florida. And welcome this dude back, my man Brad. Brad, what's going on? What's happening? All right. Yeah. All right. Cheers. All right. Glad to have you, man. And got a show legend who just popped in. Let me get her in a minute. From the 985 area code in the Pelican state of Louisiana, please welcome on show legend Erica Warren to the Top of Two radio show. Erica, what's going on? Hey, everybody. How's it going? Hey, what's going on there? Good. How y'all doing? Doing great. All right. And for those out there, remember you can search hashtag T2Q on social media platforms or talk to Q on YouTube to find me. And don't forget, you can always buy your boy a cup of coffee at buymeacoffee.com forward slash talk to Q. So we will go ahead and kick this thing off. You know, although... I think the term toxic is the most overused word these days next to hating, but it does fit perfectly in this case. 
So, Erica, ladies first. When I say that a person is toxic, what comes to your mind? Uh, what comes to my mind is that they, their behavior or um, their mindset is harmful to either your, your mental health or your well-being. Somebody who causes you more drama and more harm than good. Okay. And Bailey, you agree with that? Got anything to add? Uh, yeah, I definitely agree with it, man. Um, when I hear toxic, I just think bad news, man. Like they just, I think mayhem from the Allstate commercial. They just don't mean you any good. <laughs> All right. And so, Brad, you know, well, to add my two cents, I think a person who's toxic, they kind of drain you emotionally, you know, leave you mentally exhausted after dealing with them. And, and no one should ever feel like that around their, their family, especially. But Brad, if I asked you to define family, then how would you do so without quoting Vin Diesel from Fast and Furious? <laughs> uh, but uh, I'd have to say family loves you and stands by you, whether you're in good times or in bad. Okay. For you. All right. Through good times and bad times. That also sounds what friends are for. That's what it sounds like. This <laughs> what friends are for. <laughs> All right, so let's break down, I guess, how to recognize if you have a toxic family member or not. Now, jealousy can be part of it. Maybe your cousin who has been in a ton of bad relationships is jealous of your significant other. Maybe your mother couldn't go to law school because she was pregnant with you. And now that you're about to graduate from law school, she resents you. So and in situations like that, Erica, how, I mean, how would you handle or deal with a family member may maybe have some type of resentment to you or something that really wasn't your fault? Hmm. In in past years, I probably would have just removed myself totally from that person, like distance myself from that person. Um, now, I think that it would warrant a conversation at least. Um to give them a chance to air out what's what's the issue, what's the problem, why why are we not being able to get on the same page? What is it, you know, about me that bothers you or that causes you resentment? And maybe we can talk it out. But if if that doesn't fix the situation and they still continue to be resentful or jealous or um, trying to sabotage me, then I don't have any problem cutting it off. All right. And Bailey, what do you think, man? You have someone who may be jealous of you for whatever reason, just don't want to see little Calvin from the block come up, you know? How, <laughs> how do you handle that when it's your family? Oh, family. Um, and that's delicate. Uh, kind of depends on when you say family. Cousin, brother, sister, mother. I think each one has his own, you know what I'm saying, separate way of, of dealing with that type of thing. But um, of course, in this family, you know, you don't you don't want to fight. I think uh, you know it's best if if toxic is overused right now, then protecting your peace is definitely <laughs> either you know um, I guess the new thing, but I think it's a good thing. So through really through distance for me, you know I'm just gonna put a little space in between us and and uh, you know maybe time will heal it, maybe it won't, but um, I think we have to stop holding on to um, bad situations just because of you know we share dna 
You know what I mean? Um, I think too often we, you know, advise others, well, hey, you know, you need to work that out because that's your mother or that's your aunt or that's your uncle. Mm -hmm. But being related does not give you access, you know what I'm saying, necessarily. You know what I'm saying? It's okay to, um, like, for your your health, for your well-being to uh, distance yourself sometimes from family members. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying cut them off completely, just you know, you can kind of limit the interactions till you're in a place where you're ready to, you know, deal with them or, uh, you know, attempt to work things out. And Brad, do you agree, man? I mean, you got some folks that tell you, well, you only have one mother or, you know, that's your brother, blood to stick thicker than water and all that stuff. Uh, how, how does that how does that work for you? Listen, I, I, I definitely agree, especially with what Bailey just said. And I've dealt with this personally, where I have a family member that doesn't understand that what they are saying is wrong. Uh, they approached another family member, I, and I'm being a little vague to be respectful, but they approached another family member to state that what their spouse was saying wasn't right by everyone else when the story wasn't quite right. And so this particular family member that I'm talking about um just has a history of not knowing, pardon my language, when to shut the fuck up. Um, because didn't know you they, spoke French. They do more harm than good and has has a 20 to 30 year history of doing that. I've got stories I could tell you, and I might do that afterwards. Um, but you would be going, what the fuck? Mm, that bad, huh? It's that bad. It's that All right. Bad. So we've got we've got family. Family is important, but you need to know when to cut those ties to respect all the rest of your family and your sanity. All right. In the chat room, Queen Cole in Texas. Well, she's not in Texas. I, Queen Cole, I can't keep up with you. Where South Carolina? I don't know. Quinn Cole from the United States says, Brad, I just hollered. And shout out to Bridget in Michigan chiming in. Dope discussion said, I feel that family defines a relationship. Relatives define who we're kin to. And sometimes relatives are not family. Mm. That's deep right there. That's deep. And so I want to touch on boundaries for just a second. We may get into it a little bit later, but for just a moment, you know, like parents tend to know, think that they know what's best for us. You have some parents who overparent, so to speak. And so, Erica, I want to go back to you. Like, maybe you have a parent who wants to wants you to have a certain career path that maybe is something you're not interested in. You know, maybe, you know, Erica, you can be a doctor, but you don't want to be a doctor. You want to be a podcaster, you know. I mean, so how do you handle situations like that? Because you want to be respectful. They want what's best for you, but they're kind of overstepping your boundaries by trying to tell you what you should be doing as an adult. Yeah, that's something that I had to learn myself as a parent because I I did a lot of things in my life to please, you know, my mother and and do what she said I should do and do, you know, what I thought would make her proud of me it didn't necessarily line up with what I desired and what I wanted to do. And, 
you know, once I wasted a lot of years and a lot of time trying to please everybody else and realize, you know, I was leaving myself on the back burner. I wasn't doing what I really wanted to do. You know, you have to set boundaries with people and understand that um, you are you are a separate person from me. We have two different mindsets. I have my own life to live. I can't I can't live for you and I can't, you know, right some of the wrongs that you may have uh, made in your life. You know, and sometimes we do that to our children. We want to live through them. And we want to see them do things or accomplish things that we wish we would have done. But they're a totally different person and they may not want to do that. And so we have to create those boundaries and we have to respect what our parents want, what our children want. And we cannot push our will on somebody else. And so, you know, when I became a certain age, I created those boundaries with my mom and I, you know, explained to her that if if you want us to have a relationship and be close, you're going to have to respect my individual decisions, whether you agree with them or not, and just let me figure it out. I mean, but Bailey, what if what you want to do is is not necessarily a glorified career path, so to speak? You know, what if your dad is a plumber and he wants to hand over the family business to you? but you want to go to ventriloquist school because you want to be a ventriloquist. <laughs> I mean, how do you fight that dynamic, man? Because what you want to do may be important to you, but it may seem silly to them or, or something that's not fruitful. I think first off, you got to be true to yourself. Uh, man, if, if we truly only live once, man, you, it would be a shame to spend your life uh, not pursuing your dreams and, and pursuing someone else's dream for you. Now, at the end of the day, hey, man, you got to put food on your table. And so give ventriloquist school a try, man. And if it doesn't work, <laughs> you might want to take over the keys to that, that plumber job, man. But I, I believe you owe it to yourself to try, man. You know what I'm saying? I think that's part of being a visionary. You know, everybody's not going to see your vision. But, you know, if it works out, hey, you know, they're going to take the credit for it. All of a sudden, everybody's your cousin. Uh <laughs> You're the man at your class reunion. You know what I'm saying? You, everything's great if it works out. So I think you owe it to yourself to keep, to, okay. to give it a try. And if they love you, you know, they'll embrace that. And if not, man, hey, you know, if it doesn't work out, man, hey, being a plumber ain't so bad. They do really well, man. Absolutely. And I don't want to knock people who are interested in being ventriloquists. I mean, that's what you want to do. Then, then so be it. Queen Cole said you get a puppet. Puppet, that's a plumber. There you go. Kill two birds with one stone. Make sure your puppet is a plumber. I mean, but yeah, ventriloquists have their place in the world. They make tens of dollars every year. So, <laughs> all right, Brad, let's stick with parenting. And Brad, do you have any brothers and sisters? Yeah, I've got a brother. Okay. You ever had a situation about maybe where your parents compared you to your brother? Like they may praise your brother and degrade you for not being like him or something like that. I mean, why can't you be more like your brother? Is that considered toxic, that type of behavior? Okay. I, I will definitely say that's considered toxic. However, while that's never happened to me, I'll, I'll tell you something that happened to me one time. I was at my mother's house and my mother was talking to my aunt who is a psychiatrist. And you know me. You know how I am. 
I knew who she was talking to on the phone. And I walked by my mother and said, why am I so inferior to my brother? And then I ducked back because there was a because I knew what was coming because what then ended up happening is uh, why did Brad say that? No, he was joking. No, he must have said it for a reason. No, uh, my parents have been always very good at that. Um, you know, uh, obviously my my father passed away many years ago, but my mother has been very supported and while supportive and while I've not always done things the way that she would have wanted me to do, she's always understood why I made my choices, whether they be right or whether they be wrong. But to go back to your statement and question, you can never, ever compare one child to another. Because when you do so, there's always going to be a loser in that situation. And most oftentimes, it's going to be both one of the child, uh, children and the parent, because there's something lost in the relationship. I mean, so Bailey, uh, Erica, you all, you all have kids. And uh, Bailey has all girls. You have all boys. I mean, so do you find yourself comparing your kids now and then? And you know, hey, act, act right like your sister, or act right like your brother, or something of that nature. Not necessarily to make them feel bad, but to try to get a point across or inspire them some kind of way. I mean, can you do it without it being considered toxic? I rank them. <laughs> <laughs> well, this, this is open score. That, this is open. something that I recently discovered and admitted to myself that that I think is toxic is that my oldest son, I used to put responsibility on him to be an example for his younger brothers and tell him he needs to show up a certain way and conduct himself in a certain way because your younger brothers are looking at you as an example. And I realized that that wasn't his responsibility to be an example for his younger brothers because he's still a child himself and he's still trying to learn himself and navigate life and find out who he is. And so I feel like that's putting too much pressure on him to be a certain way and do a certain thing. Um, you know, those are my children. I gave birth to them. He's not responsible for being an example for them. And I think that a lot of black people do that to their children. It was done to me because I was also the oldest. But I just recently realized that, you know, that was kind of toxic. And um, I admit that I've been guilty of doing it. And, and Bailey, you, you say you rank your, your kids. So they already know there's a certain hierarchy. huh? <laughs> yeah. I mean, we are, are updated every week, you know, every, every, <laughs> like top every. 10 rankings or something. Huh? Yeah, it's fine but fair, man. Hey, <laughs> any week you can you can be number one <laughs> any week. <laughs> Start us over. Oh, man. Let me go back to the phone lines right quick. From the 732 area code, the Garden State of New Jersey, please welcome on the show enforcer, the show legend, Ray. Ray, what's happening? Hey, what's up, Q? Ladies, gents, how y'all doing tonight? Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, Ray. All right. Good evening. All right, so, Ray, let me get you in the discussion, man. We're talking about toxic families, so to speak. 
Ray, what about a family member who's expecting you to choose them over everything else? Like, for example, maybe you don't want to come home for Christmas because you and your wife want to go to Jamaica. But, you know, your, your parents are tripping about that because you're ch essentially choosing your wife over coming home for Christmas. Would you classify that being something toxic? Uh, it, it could be. Depends on who you listen to. I mean, I always feel like if you're married, your spouse is supposed to come first. Everybody don't feel that way. Some people choose their family over you. And, you know, you can't do nothing about that. You can't, you can't have, uh, you can have family. But once you get married, your family is supposed to become secondary. And I know most people that in our community, they don't feel that way. They loyalty to their grandmama, their mama, their brother, their sister, and this person and that person, but it's not supposed to be like that. And I think that whatever you decide to do, you should always run it by your spouse first. And if you don't run it by your spouse first and you listen to the people outside the house, then you don't have a house inside your house. Mm -hmm. So to me, it should always be who's in your house, they supposed to come first. Now, if it's a girlfriend or something like that, you ain't supposed to put your girlfriend in front of your mama or maybe in front of your sister or whatever. But if you was married, to me, your spouse was come first. All right. And in the chat room, Bridget in Michigan says, you can't live with your parents. Um, you can't live the lives your parents want for you. Also, toxic family members, I believe, have generational trauma that they need to heal. And Brad, what do you think, man? Do you think that it's kind of toxic for your parents to fall out with you behind what you want to do for Christmas because you don't want to come home or Hanukkah? That's, <laughs> that's, that's tough. I mean, you are your parents' heart and soul. And it's natural that they would want you to be there for the holidays. Um, and so while I've, at times thought, hey, you know what, this is what I want to do. I do have to realize that they gave a lot to me. And is it too much for me to give up a little bit of my time to spend my time with family? Now, if it's something that's going to severely inconvenience my life, like I'm going to risk my having my uh, health insurance or there's going to be a severe decrease in my pay if I go there, then that's something else. But if, if I'm merely giving up a little bit of my time to spend some time with my family, people who have loved me my entire life, then that's not too much to ask. All right. Anybody agree with that angle? That, oh, um, hey, Q, yeah, can I clarify that real quick? And, yeah, go ahead. We, are we talking about a situation where your mom or somebody wants you to come home for Christmas? and you decide you're not going to come see you're supposed to especially if you're an adult you're supposed to know how your folks are so you're supposed to say okay and my mom want me to come home for christmas you should be talking about that now okay we're going to do this on thanksgiving but christmas we going here now if you have a spouse and they say well i want all the holidays i want easter i want thanksgiving i want this holiday that holiday and you ain't got time for your family then that's just silly 
But if you say, well, okay, well, we're going to spend Christmas here and then you up and do something else, then I think that's wrong. But no, you should never neglect your family. I'm just saying that if they giving you an ultimatum, you shouldn't take that ultimatum unless now you ain't been home in two, three years and all that kind of stuff. You need to go see your family. But it should always be talked about. Okay. Bailey, Erica, where y'all fall on this? Um, yeah, I think Ray is right. Uh, you know, just get an understanding. Like you may be married and and every family is different. Like some families are real big on Thanksgiving. Some families are real big on Christmas. So like if you're married, like, you know, you and your spouse should be able to, you know, to be able to rotate those holidays. You know, if, if my family does it up for Thanksgiving, hey, let's go there. Your family does it up for Christmas. Let's go there. You know, we all have family that's out of town that visit. And I know me personally, some of my family, they'll all come for Thanksgiving, but they're not going to make that commute again for Christmas. So it would be important to me to be able to spend Thanksgiving. So I think Ray is right. You know, just communication and, you know, understanding, you know, ahead of time. So it's no big fuss. You can't fuss too much when it comes around because we already established that, hey, you know, I won't be in town for this holiday. Okay. And Erica, but what if, you know, your spouse wants to go to their family's house for Christmas and then your your mom or dad flips out about it because you're not coming there. I mean, is that considered something that's toxic? Yeah, because I'm grown. I mean, <laughs> me and my spouse are going to agree on what we want to do for the holidays. And I think it's the way it's, it's presented. If my mom or my dad says, if you don't come home for Christmas, then don't worry about it. You ain't part of the family no more. Then yeah, that's toxic. But it, it's still going to be my decision, what I want to do. And, and, I'm and the family that you created is always going to take precedent over the family that you came from. That comes mm. first. So, you know, it just depends on how it's, it's being presented. And then sometimes people just don't want to be bothered with their family. Sometimes every time you go to a family <laughs> gathering, uncle so-and-so going to get drunk. And 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 auntie going to start telling everybody business and then they're going to go to fussing and fighting. And sometimes you just don't want to be bothered with it and you don't want your spouse around it. So it just depends on what type of family you have. All right. I'm going to keep you right there. The uncle that's drunk, the aunt that's, that spreads gossip. Um, all of those are forms of toxic behavior within the family. Um, where do you go to to resolve that? I mean, if it's your aunt, do you go to your mom or dad? You know, if that's their sister, if it's your, you go direct directly to the source and tell them, look, you spread my business one more time. How, I mean, how do you even deal with that? Because like you said, people come home for Thanksgiving and they got to deal with that one relative giving them a hard time about stuff. Oh, I think if, if you two are grown adults, you should be able to speak to each other about it. But, you know, a lot of times the family is going to be like, oh, that's just ain't such and such. And that's just how she is. Look over her. Look over her. She that's how she is. OK, I'm going to look over her because I ain't coming over here next year. <laughs> Brad, what do you think, man? Because um, that's that's something we hear commonly. Oh, that's just Jack being Jack and things of that nature. That gives them a pass to be who they are. Fuck this shit. All right. <laughs> I told you about the relative I had before. It's gotten to the point where 
I only speak to them when they call me if I answer the phone because they dared to disrespect they dared to disrespect my brother's wife to my brother. Mm. They dared to disrespect my grant my grandfather when he was dying. So that person lost any respect at all that I had. So no, I don't seek that person out at all. If they're in a family event at event, I'll be cordial, but I will not seek them out. And I've got to basically hold other family members back when they're around. Um, it's, it's that bad because that person doesn't know boundaries and they can't control themselves. I mean, that's a rough situation to deal with when you have, especially if that person is being protected by the family, you're, you're, you're having a problem with one particular person and no one is trying to help you. They're just saying, ignore it, ignore it. And sometimes you just can't ignore it. You know, and I, I mean, it's, it's, it's something that people really need to think about, about how someone may feel being isolated when they're not able to get help resolving an issue that could ultimately lead to them not coming around the family anymore. I mean, cause a lot of times that's what ends up happening if, if they don't end up throwing hands all together. So, or pistol play, depending on where you live. Mm-hmm. And so a couple more things and we get ready to, to wrap things up and, I want to get back on the on the boundaries thing because you have people and it's not always an immediate family member. It can be a cousin that shows up out of town from out of town unannounced and they want to crash at your crib for an unspecified amount of days. It can be a sister who wants to play matchmaker with you for you because you've been single for a while and they always trying to put somebody, you know, in your path. Or I've even heard of people who have a mother or a dad that when they come over, they'll open their mail to try to see what their bills are looking like. I mean, so when it comes to getting your family to respect boundaries, where do you start with that? It's for whoever wants to respond. Um, no, it, no is a complete sentence. That's something I had to learn because I've most of my life I've been a people pleaser and, and, and uh, saying no when I really saying yes when I really wanted to say no was always a problem for me. But I had a situation some years ago, um, my ex-husband's cousin, she was having issues with her husband and she asked if she could come stay with us temporarily until she found a place to stay. (laughs) And I told her, no, ma'am, no, ma'am. I told her, I like you and I want to keep our relationship the way it is. And I know if I let you come stay here, we ain't gonna see each other like we saw each other before because I, I I I fell for that before. I let a family member come stay supposedly for two weeks and it ended up being like four months. Ooh, no. So I'm not I'm not even gonna go there with you. So I, I gotta say no, you can't come stay. You know, and it hurt me to have to say that, but I had to draw that line. Anybody have any similar experiences? Because there are a lot of people who don't think there's anything bad about this at all. They think because you're family, you're supposed to put them up. But but see, the thing is, you have to let family know that you're there to help them, but you're not going to aid them in their behavior. And a lot of times, oh, okay, you got a problem with your husband. Well, you knew he he was crazy when you met him. So now you want to come in 
break up your good house and everything else. Because see, this is this is the problem. If I had a, a sister or a female cousin, or anything. Okay, if y'all having problems and you want to come over here, what happened when he come knocking on my door? And I gotta get him off my door. Now I gotta be going through courts or going through jail or going to jail and everything else behind something that you did. And, and you ain't got a nickel to help me get out of it or buy me a lawyer or nothing. You see what I'm saying? It, 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 you you know you know how it go. So now you say, well, okay, oh, don't put your hands on my cousin. He may have good reason to come in and tear her head off. But now you got to, now they in your house. You don't want blood in your living room or she getting dragged, police coming, your neighbors looking all out and everything else. You don't need all that drama. That's Look real here. life. Whatever's going on with you and your husband, either you get it straight or you go stay somewhere else. If you can't do that, I'm sorry, I can't help you. I can, get, I can give you a few dollars. You stay in a hotel couple nights. I'd rather get somebody four, five hundred dollars and you go get you a hotel. You can't stay no more in a week. That ain't my fault. I helped you. You know what I'm saying? So, but no, people coming into your house, absolutely not. Stuff start taking missing. You don't know if it's them and you don't know if it's somebody else. And you know it ain't been missing in five years. Now you've been here three days and it's missing. Okay, well, what's going on? Nope, absolutely not. And yeah, and I don't think people realize how burdensome, how much of a burden something like that can be with just something as simple as having someone come over and crash. I mean, yeah, if if it's someone that you have a relationship with and you know when they say, I'm just going to be here for the weekend, that they're just going to be here for the weekend, it's not that big of a deal. But I think every person, for the most part, has that one family member who yeah, they may mean good, but they'll take advantage of a situation of giving the opportunity. And they expect you to understand because we blow it, right? We can, folks, you know? That's and called that, narcissism. And, mm, that's, called, that's called they're making it all about themselves, regardless of how it affects you. Yeah, and, and that's definitely a bad thing. And, and I'm not advocating that people be selfish and cut off your family. That's not what I'm saying. All I wanted to expose people to is to recognize some of the, the symptoms of the toxicity you may get from a family member and protect yourself. All right. You got to protect yourself and, and, and do what's best for you ultimately, and then try to find out if there's a way you can help them. Everybody can't be helped, but maybe you can help them. Like, like Ray says, maybe you can give them a, if they need a place to stay, you can give them a few dollars to go somewhere and, and lay up and, uh, and my and cousin see, with, with, with that situation, <laughs> with that situation particularly, I probably would have been more sympathetic towards her, but she was the actual problem in the marriage. So I was like, mm -mm, "You go fix mm -hmm. that mess you made." Mm -hmm. There you That's go. On you, I've yeah. seen what you've done, so don't come over <laughs> here crying now. <laughs> right, you're not a victim. You're not a victim. Queen Cole says, yep, don't give them an inch. They will take a yard. And so, all right, last question. And and, and Erica, I'm going to go with you on this. Let you put on your, your, your coaching hat. What about counseling? Just like people have marriage counselors, 
they have family counselors too, but I never really hear people talking about that. Wouldn't that be a place to start for situations like this before you get to the point you're cutting off family members? Yeah. And that depends on if you're dealing with someone who's also open to that idea. You know, we come from a background where counseling and therapy is shunned and it's not it's something we don't do it's something we don't participate in we don't need that we don't want people in our family business um but i'm glad we're coming to a place now in society where we're understanding that you do need an outside uh, perspective you do need professionals who can help you um, navigate relationships in a healthier way but that all depends if that person is open to it you can't you can't make somebody do something. And so if they're if they're dedicated to being the same way that they've always been, the next step is, OK, adios. Deuces. Huh? Mm -hmm. And Brad, what do you think about family counseling? Do you is it something that you've heard people discuss like they do relationship counseling or marriage counseling? Or is it something that's kind of lost in the shuffle, so to speak? It's like it never seems like it's an option. Listen, man, I've offered it up to Badman several times, but Badman just keeps <laughs> pushing it away. No, um, you know what? I, I think that it's something that's very useful, but I, I, I really think that there's too often than not people want to keep it within the family, whereas we probably could, could deal with having an outside influence, having someone that's not close to the subject going, hey, you know what? You might be doing this not in the right way or whatnot. Just having someone that's objective doing it. And that's and that's a really good point. Um, because I'd never thought of that before, because I always thought of it as just if you're gonna be family, you're gonna be doing right by each other. And if you're not, then fuck you. You know, honestly. Um, but maybe it would help to have someone outside just getting in there and going, listen, y'all, this is how they're seeing it. This is how they're seeing it. We y'all need to come together because this is, there's love there and it needs to work. All right. So, uh, you're <laughs> ready to wrap things up. You know, I I've seen families fall out behind politics, religion, so many other things, and we don't get to choose our families. But we, we have to choose ourselves when it comes to doing what makes us happy. So try your best to work things out. And if it, if it doesn't work out, uh, sometimes I think you have to to cut family off. You know, it's, it's, it's for your own well-being, you know, especially if you tried everything you can to try and make it work. You know, so I'm not saying quit on your family by any means, but, uh, you know, do what you can to try to try to work things out and if it doesn't and they're still causing you problems and stressing you out and got your hair falling out and stuff then you know do like jdp and let it go all right so on the next show may 24th we'll talk about your relationship with someone and social media should you be friends with your significant other on social media should your friends be friends with your significant other on social media should you ever spy on your ex on social media all that stuff on Tuesday, May 24th at 7.30 p.m. Central Time here on the Talk to Q radio show. No experts, just opinions. Go to talktoq.com to get more information. And I already have three guests to RSVP for that show. And they are first-time guests, first-timers. So that should be pretty interesting.
And see, so Leanna chimed in and says, I keep fam at a distance. All right. So you got some people who just don't let them in all together. And Queen Cole says, great panel, great show. Thank you very much. So let's get into our final thoughts. And let's see. Eric, I'll start with you on your final thoughts for the evening. All right. Great show. Thank you for inviting me. Um, kudos to all of the guests. So um, my final thoughts on toxic family is that you don't get to choose your relatives, but you do get to choose your family. And that's my motto. You know, the people that I surround myself with are people who um, give me the same courtesy that I give them. We have common respect. We have mutual love for each other. Um, we respect each other's boundaries. And sometimes your relatives are toxic. And, you know, we've been we've been raised with this motto that, you know, that's family. You never cut off family. But if mm -hmm. family is causing you pain, if family is causing you drama, if family is affecting your mental health or causing you money, unnecessary, mm. you know, um, you know, disdain in your life, it's OK to cut them off, you know, and and let them know what the situation is. If they can't do better, then I can love you from afar. Just because I can't deal with you doesn't mean I don't love you. But I'm going to love you with a long, double-handed spoon. You know, <laughs> hey, hey, stay over there, though. Stay over there. You know, so there's nothing wrong with cutting people off who are affecting you in a negative way. You know, and we have to stop gaslighting people into that's your mama. That's your that's your brother. You can't cut them off. If they messing me up. Yes, I can. All right. Tell the people about the sign in the background. Dope discussion is live and where they can find you. That is Dope Discussions Live. We go live every Sunday, um, 6.30 Central Standard Time, 7.30 Eastern Standard Time. And we talk about all things dating, relationships, and mental health. And this Sunday, we're going to be talking about female misogyny. Mm. I thought you were going to say female misogynist. I was about to get excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to be on that. <laughs> All right. Well, I appreciate you coming on. I was glad to see you. Thank you. And so, Ray, I'll go with you, man. Give your final thoughts on this evening about toxic family members. Yeah, this is a, a great topic, great show. I mean, um, I like what everybody has to say, but um, I, I agree. You can't be afraid to cut nobody off because you want to see your family members do well, at least you should want to see them do well. And if you're trying to change for the better or do things for the better, and then you have people that keep trying to drag you back into things that maybe you used to do or maybe things that are illegal or something that you really shouldn't be into, but you know, people are trying to bring you back into it. Those kind of people, you got to get away from them. I don't care who they are. Because if somebody really loves you, they wouldn't put you in a bad situation, you know, and you can't love some something or somebody that does not love you back. So a lot of people don't understand that. They have to be out there fighting and going against their family in their house for some nonsense that's going on in the street. Hey, any family member, I tell me, man, you know, 
you know I, I care about you, I love you, whatever, but man, we can't have none of this. If they can't understand that or they can't listen to reason, then you got to cut them off. Because you say, I can't have this foolishness around my house. I can't have this foolishness around me. If they can't respect that, then, you know, it's better that you go your separate ways. Just because you love somebody, that don't mean you got to like them. So, you know, it's it's just, I think a lot of people that we know, they take love of family too far. You only loyal to the world, those that are loyal to you. So if you have family that, man, you call them right now, you say, man, my car just won't start or whatever the case may be. Man, they getting up, they coming over here, they going to take care of you. Next week, if he needs something, you right there for him. And if that's the type of relationship you have, you go all out for family. But most family is not like that. You will meet strangers that treat you better than your own family. Mm. So with that being said, I mean, you just have to uh, take care of your household first. And then you worry about the outside things second. But it's something that you can't fix. You just have to leave it where it's at. And you did the best you could with it, and that's it. You got to live with that. But great show. Good to hear everybody. Everybody have a good night. All right, man. Appreciate you coming on, bro. All right. And Bailey, what you got, man? Um, well, I guess my final thought is, man, be true to yourself, man. Take care of yourself. Love yourself. Pour into yourself. I love family, and it'll be ideal, man, to for everybody to get along and get people to work through things. I think counseling is good. Um, I know there's a low probability of of getting, you know, large families into counseling. Mm-hmm. I think it's a real good thing. I think uh, we all do have trauma and dealing with things and all our healing. But, um, you know, part of healing is, man, being able to separate yourself from what's, you know, disturbing you. And it's okay to get your peace. And sometimes that comes in the form of, of a disconnect, you know. So, but just do what you got to do for yourself, man, to be okay. All right. Man, I appreciate you, bro. Oh, always, always, man. Brad, shut it down for me. I, I just still can't get past the female massages. So, <laughs> you know, but um, I'll, I'll say this. Uh, first and foremost, you have to respect yourself. If you don't respect yourself, then nothing else matters. You know what, you know which of your family members respect you and which don't. And ultimately that's what it, that's what it comes down to because the ones that don't respect you are the ones who are only in it for themselves and just don't give a fuck. And no matter what amount of counseling in the short term will affect that. So you have to look about who who cares for you and you care for them take care of each other the rest of it that's just outside noise all right all right brad you want to throw out your twitter handle man yeah which which one am i using right now um i think is it beer bubble beer bubble is the only one i'm aware of i i think so yeah oh yeah because you can't you can't change the name you just change the twitter handle. yeah beer bubble why because i like beer and i'm a jew Bubbala. My 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 grandmother always always said Bubbala. Bubbala. So 
that's that's where that come from, that came from. Oh, okay, okay, but you're not drinking beer tonight, though. I do like wine, though, too. All right. Oh, wait, don't forget one more thing. You gotta check if you're on Facebook. You gotta check out uh, Brad's looking for the right woman. <laughs> I haven't updated it recently, but you know that shit's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. where I have conversations with scammers who are trying to get money from me, but I just fuck with them. The, my favorite one is the one where uh, is the one where she tries to get me to kill my mother to get the insurance money. That's that's right, Erica. Read that shit. Brad's looking for the right woman. Read it. And for some reason, he didn't think that she was the right woman. I don't know. Same mm. like a keeper. <laughs> All right. Well, look, I appreciate it, everyone. Um, get you to hang backstage for me for a moment. Don't go anywhere. I'll shut this down, and that's going to do it, people. All right. I appreciate you. I want to thank you all for joining this episode of the Talk to Q Radio Show, and we will see you back in two weeks. Be sure to search hashtag T2Q or hashtag Talk to Q to get more information on the show or find out where the show is going next. Got a show calendar, all of that good stuff. Everyone enjoy the rest of your week. Peace out. All right.